Welcome, everyone, to another show of the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast. Two chains here alongside with Silly Sellers and Dr. M. And tonight we have a returning guest to the show, Mr. David Conrad. What's up? What's up? Nothing much. Just relaxing and getting amps for pay-per-view coming up. That's right. Um, if you didn't check out the last episode David was on, um, David is a friend to the show. Um, like I tell everybody all the time, if you ever want to reach out to us and, and, and talk some wrestling with us, we'll make it happen. That's exactly what we did. And come to find out, upon talking, David has a lot of a lot in common with uh, fellow members of the show. He's also a teacher, so that makes mm. that makes three <laughs> teachers right now and me. <laughs> well, technically four, if you want to include, uh, you know, Aaron, because you know Aaron's a teacher too. Don't forget yes, about Aaron. Yeah. Now, I mean, I'm outnumbered right now, but yes, currently right oh. now, <laughs> yes. Um, and he's also yeah. a native of San Antonio, Texas, which is where we'll be visiting um, this coming weekend for NXT TakeOver San Antonio and the 2017 Royal Rumble. So it only made sense that we brought him on the show tonight to talk about predictions for both shows, uh, maybe some special entrance for the um, Royal Rumble. And, you know, just let's talk about San Antonio. What can we expect? And, you know, um, you know a little bit of freestyle. Uh, some of our expectations and so on. So, um, again, David, you know, I always like to give our special guests an opportunity to, um, you know, shout out their our handles or anything else they want to they want to talk about or put on. So, floor is yours. Uh, nothing really much to promote except I am getting ready to launch uh, one of the projects I'm working on with me and my two friends, uh, Jeremy and Trevor. Uh, we're starting a project called Vector Wrestling. Uh, Vector Wrestling is a fictional uh, wrestling federation with fictional wrestlers fighting for the fictional championship, and we are here on a completely real podcast to break down the fictional action. Uh, basically, we're fantasy booking our own uh, promotion, Vector Wrestling, and it's us just kind of messing around, having a good time with it, uh, and pretty much fantasy booking without the shame of saying we fantasy book WWE. <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. So that means you can fire your own creative team. Yeah, we are our own creative team. So any complaints, uh, it's our fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. When when David kind of told me about this off air, I was a little bit intrigued and a little bit fascinated as well. And I was just like, wow, that's such a great idea. And little did I know there is a lot of that going on that people probably have no clue about. Like, not a lot. Not a lot that is not in demand. But it's out there if you really, really weave through that people are sort of say, instead of complaining about uh, booking and creative, they're like, if I can do it, this is how I would do it. And it's such like really cool aspects. I really, really look forward to it for sure. And, and there's a lot of uh, e-federations where like you'll have a group of 30 people that are all kind of their own wrestler, but we're taking it on as it's the three of us doing the whole thing. So uh, you know, there's not really fighting for, oh, I got left out or, you know, I want to do my thing. It's not the three of us are kind of mm -hmm. putting together. We're Vince and Shane and Stephanie. Uh, I'm not Stephanie. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but David, just to add to that, as you're describing that, and once again, this is a throwback show me and two chains always talk about. It reminds me like of a WMAC Masters. You have yes. real characters. They're all fictional based on the martial arts aspect, but they're telling the story. And, and you're a former referee yourself, or still are active referee. 
So that's like okay. very intriguing and very awesome that you guys are doing it. And, and like you, James says, I didn't realize it was a big backdoor of this type of uh, creativity going on. This is excellent, man. No, so yeah, that, that's starting up. Our first uh, fictional show is in April, I believe April 13th. Uh, we're going to have a podcast, a pre-show and a post-show. So that'll be all on www.vectorwrestling.com. Nice. Uh, that's going on, yeah, about a couple months. Shout out to, uh, if you're talking about WMAC Masters real quick, shout out to Turbo and the Machine and Red Dragon because forever you will have my childhood for after the cartoons went off, like, that was my show. And I, I hate hearing it because I just get hyped, like, oh, I'm ready to watch it again. Dude, that, that, is, that is awesome. I'm definitely, I definitely can't wait to see it. And, you know, you know, in a sense, too, the way you explain it, a little bit of us all shared this same creative aspect on the playground in elementary school for saying who you were, <laughs> who you going yep. to face. Yep. You know, you before before recess came about, I, I have a good friend, Robert Lloyd. I will always remember like it. Me and him was like the best of friends and we was always on the same team. And we had, you know, fake me out belts in our head. And, you, you know, as soon as um, as soon as recess come along, it's like, who are we going to face and how are we going to finish <laughs> the match and so on? It, it was also, and the, think about it too. We was in elementary school doing this consistently. We, we only had one injury, which none of us will ever forget and how it went down. But it's just like, it's crazy to think like this creative aspect is all of us endure it for real. We just don't, <laughs> we just don't use it, you know? So mm-hmm. that's awesome, man. That's awesome. D-Wayne, D-Wayne, what's up, what's up? Uh, life, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> D-Wayne joins us, y'all, um, eight minutes after our start time. but That's, that's D-Wayne time. <laughs> we, we won't show him out. Actually, he is on time. That is that exactly his time. Um, But, let, okay, let's let's get into the Royal Rumble card first real quick. My, my, my first thing I'm just going to start off with is the pre-show. Sasha Banks and Nia Jax in a singles match. On the pre-show, are, are we... I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like, are we, are we being too harsh about the pre-show, being the pre-show, as if, like, they're not worthy to be on the main card? Or is this, like, should we expect to see good matches on the pre-show? Like, I mean, me personally, I'm based on how Sasha has competing some of her last few matches like the pre-show is where she needs to be just my opinion but a lot of people didn't take to that good on twitter so since d wayne is on the dallas sasha banks bandwagon i just want to know how how do you feel about seeing her announced to being on the pre-show against nia jack your girl um so here's the thing with with this whole card. I think the pre-show's mission belongs on this card. And I'm going to say why. One, because the actual Royal Rumble match, I don't know how long the match is going to be, maybe between 40 minutes to an hour, depending mm-hmm. on how long they plan it. So that's already taking up an hour of your time, time there. And then you, it's, it's not the simple fact that this is just a Raw-only pay-per-view. This is a Raw and SmackDown pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So you have, you have matches from both shows that have to be on there. And matches that are, are frankly more important than her feud with Nia Jax, which wasted time for both of them. I so, mean, 
the pre-show is where she, this match belongs to the pre-show. There's no doubt in my mind. It belongs to the pre-show. Let me, let me make a quick, quick announcement real fast. At any point in this, in the rest of this show, if you don't agree with something, just yell out. <laughs> if you if you have a certain feel about something, don't wait. Just spit out because <laughs> there's going to be a lot of nonsense I, I can see coming on. But I agree with Dwayne for the first time ever in 2017. <laughs> and there's a, there's there's important things, other important things to deal about than this Sasha Banks and Nia Jack match. That quite frankly, I could I'll be good without it even happening. Period. Right now. Agree. So, See, that's my, I'm, that. take. I'm behind Dwayne on that. Who else agrees with me? No, I, I agree. I'm, I'm back. So, no other comments? I mean, literally, we'll see, I, right out my mouth. We'll see, I like and Nia Jax. Um, and, all, I mean, this feud is kind of coming out of nowhere and Obviously, Sasha's been booted out of the the women's title picture. But uh, in terms of the pre-show, to me, the pre-show doesn't feel like a throwaway anymore because um, I have believed for a long time now that there are now way too many people in WWE. (laughs) There are people that we, there are people that we see on TV maybe every two to three weeks now. Now we have the UK thing going on. We have all the cruiserweights. We have NXT. I, I feel like WWE is getting to the point where they might have too many people employed. Everybody's not going to make it on the pay-per-view. Like logistically, mm-hmm. it just won't work. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think now the pre though is, is really not sort of the joke that it used to be. No, I hope so. I see when you look at how many championships you have now, every match on the card is for a championship. Exactly. You have the raw yeah. tag team, SmackDown tag team, raw women, SmackDown women's cruiserweight champion, uh, WWE Championship, Universal Championship, that's already seven titles right there. There's no more room for anything right. else besides championship matches if that's how you're going to do it. Um, I have to say, uh, speaking of Nia Jax, I have to say I like the booking for her right now. Um, that she's slowly being booked. They 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 kind of took off the Braun Strowman, uh, so to say, plan and letting her go about it her own way. And I think I think 2017 is going to be bright for her, nonetheless. Uh, I think Sasha is a good profile for her, it's, it's, especially the amount of like love Sasha get, which is equating to the amount of heat she should get. So I'm not mad at Nia Jack being right here at on the pre-show, and I'm not mad at Sasha Banks because I think she deservingly should be on the pre-show. But nonetheless, I hope that uh, fans take a liking to Sasha so much that it kind of does legitimize the pre-show and you know that would be a good thing down the line because the next match I mean or maybe the match before this is the Cesaro and Sheamus versus Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson which the club had picked up the win on Raw which a lot of people it, it got a good pop too so I think people are definitely going to tune into this one to see is this going to finally be their chance to captivate the um the the Raw yeah. Tag Team Championship no they haven't got a good they haven't had their fair share so i I wouldn't be surprised but i mean i'm i I think there's still enough intrigue to see is it finally going to go that direction finally i don't think it goes that direction to wrestlemania that's personally yeah i I definitely i have to say that if they definitely don't win it now it's 
I'm thinking WrestleMania has to be a, sort of say a situational um, move for them to possibly be put in the in a scenario where they should win it. I mean, we'll see. If they win it Sunday at the pre-show, which I don't think a, a title has changed on the pre-show like that in a while, if at all, it's going to be a hot potato with them. And I don't think they deserve a hot potato title reign. Well, kind of like what they did with the women's championship. So I feel like I agree with D Wayne. Let it wait to Mania. And given the fact that we have two referees assigned to this match, it's almost you you know something's gonna happen. So I could see a dusty finish where, you know, Monday we have to yep. settle all this now. Yeah. Um, I think the two referee stipulation only foreshadows <laughs> another stipulation for them. Um, cage match or something, sort of say. Three referees. Three referees. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know. The possibility, the two referee thing is a little bit intriguing because I don't think I've seen a match with two referees for God knows a long time. So there, there's something to this. Um, and nonetheless, I mean, I, we don't have a choice because we'll be in the arena. But nonetheless, I think that people <laughs> will be paying attention to this pre-show a little bit more than uh usual with the Usos and Kalisto and Baron Corbin uh <laughs> the typicals pre-show kings you know <laughs> yeah yeah um the next match is the six woman tag match which is Becky Lynch, Nikki Bella and Naomi versus Alessa Bliss, Mickey James and Natalia um I don't really so much care about this match but let's talk about Mickey James for a quick second who um Obviously, this came off of a really spectacular match against Oscar at NXT Takeover to um, debut on SmackDown as La Luchador um, being a master. It was Mickey James who sided with Alessa Bliss. I do not think she got the pop deserving. I don't think the commentary sort of say complimented her as well too because they're like, "Oh, it's Mickey James," you know. She hasn't been in the WWE ring. And I don't even know how long they said seven years. I think it was. I don't know. I was like, wait a minute. I just seen her on NXT Takeover this year, so <laughs> it wasn't that long. I, 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 you don't discredit that match she had. She had against Oscar because it was great, you know. But nonetheless, she's on the main roster now, and I'm just wondering. Especially, I want to start off with uh, uh, Dr. M. Is do you think the handling of a returning legend was done correctly here? She did take a tour through NXT TakeOver, a great match, high-profile, um, highly um, publicized to who she was and you know what she represent, to come back on SmackDown and sort of say, kind of disregard her whole NXT match. You know, do you think that was handled correctly? Mm-hmm. Or what's, your, what's your take on that? Uh, I mean, right now, at least, I'm okay with how uh, Mickey James is being handled. I actually think it was it's a pretty smart move to put her with Alexa Bliss. Uh, Alexa is a heat magnet right now, and so I don't think I don't think Mickey James suffers at all being with Alexa Bliss. And because Mickey is so experienced, she can probably help Alexa with a lot of the heel tactics that she still needs to learn. Uh, so, I mean, so far, at least, I'm okay with it. Uh, it seems like WWE is kind of telegraphing it, though. You know at some point down the road, Mickey is going to turn on Alexa and kind of go after the women's title herself, uh, which I'm looking forward to. 
Um, and, and so I think so far so good. Uh, this this tag match at the Royal Rumble um, is random to say the least, but uh, I think it should be good. I like what they did with Naomi on SmackDown this past week. Um, uh, it seems like Alexa and Becky Lynch will never, ever, ever stop fighting. And, um, and yeah, I mean, the Nikki Bella and Natalia thing is really, seems really forced to me, but I mean, I'm okay seeing them in a tag match. I, I would never want to see a singles match between them. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, it should be entertaining. I think, um, mm. at best. I have to say that, um, I'm glad to see Naomi back again. <laughs> Um, I like I like her promo in the ring. I was almost a little bit disappointed that I did not think for a second she was going to get the match, but I definitely liked her attitude with calling out saying she was not uh uh-uh, was going to go like that on her watch. I'm expecting big things for her. Um, this match right here again is not the focal point of the Royal Rumble, but I think that it does a lot of them justice by being in this type of match to um, get accommodated with each other, maybe lo- knock off a little bit of ring rust, and um create some angles down the line. I mean, obviously there's some angles already into this match, but maybe some better ones down the line. And um, Nikki Bella is always a hot commodity. So, you know, you, when you think of the pairing with her, the, her and Naomi can make for a good match, you know, nonetheless, um, as far as athleticism, charisma, and just star power, um, especially considering that they're both on Total Divas. We're not going to disregard Total Divas as if it's like some knockoff <laughs> show because it is good, and a lot of people tune into it, and to see, you know, uh, what's happening now can be storyline next season. This all makes good for, for, for good TV, but yet what's good in the ring as well. So um, I like this match. Um, I'm expecting some big things for Mickey James because I'm, I'm, I'm sure she's ready to command her throne again. And um, let's not forget Mickey James versus um, Mick, uh, Nikki Bella. The backstory to that. Tune into Total Diva season four, the John Cena era. <laughs> oh my goodness! Let's not forget that. <laughs> Stop. Stop it! I mean, honestly, guys, come on, come on. You guys got wives and and girlfriends and stuff. Come on, you 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 know that spices things <laughs> up just a little bit. <laughs> The quote that Mickey put on that radio show, we're all grown adults here, so I'm going to just leave it at that. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Mickey Bella, we, we don't... We... <laughs> but you're right, it's a storyline waiting to happen. It is, it is. And, you know, although we have not been predicting who's going to win these matches, nonetheless, we, we find all... I mean, except for the um the club and Cesaro and Sheamus, who to say. But there's a lot to be happening here. And considering that they're all on SmackDown too, it's it's all more intriguing for me. So I am a fan of this this match being booked this way, for sure. Why am I the only one that feels like this is gonna be a bathroom break for me? I just have no high expectations <laughs> for this match. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. It's gonna be a beer break for me, so Okay, okay, me and, me and D-Wayne are going to do that. But I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, granted, all individual women that's in this match, I have respect for. Putting them together in a triple threat, I mean, excuse me, a six-man tag or six-woman tag in this type of pay-per-view where it's already stacked, it's not going to get time. This match is going to be done in five minutes or less. Um, They're going to get more time than the cruiserweights. Uh, yeah, and, and let's not forget that the pre-show is two hours. So you legitimately, mm-hmm. this might be your in the death or, this might be your first match. Of the car. Oh, that would that would be bad. 
that would be so bad if this is the first match. That would be bad, yeah. I think one of the championship matches should be your first match of the card, whether it's the Raw title or the SmackDown title. One of those needs to be your opening match. And no, pretty- no, I don't know. I don't agree with that because I feel like, again, the power, the star power right now that's on the pre-show, especially when we're talking about Sasha Banks, no matter what, she, she gets people butts and seats. For whatever that, however that match may end, considering that it's a, what, 15-minute break before the, the main card starts, to get a three-on-three women's match, it's going. It, we're not talking about women two years ago when they were divas. You know, we're talking about women now that we know we're going to get a good. Uh, we should get a good match, and I think it's only right considering that it's the only match that really doesn't have a gimmick going forward besides or or, or championship match. So I, I think it's perfectly paced being the first the first match, and I think and I think it should have expectations to be good, you know, or to set a tone. But nonetheless, like I'm saying, it's going to create storylines and directions moving forward and i think that it deserves more than five minutes i mean think about it if it only got five minutes we'll be ranting about it next week about why are women only getting five five minutes and there's <laughs> nikki bella and mickey james on in in that lineup and your women's champion because you know? of what you said you don't know how long that royal rumble match is going to be and i have a feeling that that royal rumble match is going to be over an hour i would expect it to mm-hmm. be 60 to 75 minutes yeah right never Never. We're not talking about a 40 minute. It's a 30 minute. We're talking about a, a bunch of at least 10 part timers in there that's not going to be in that ring longer than 15 minutes. You know, it's going to take it, Undertaker five minutes to get to the ring. <laughs> I mean, right, you, gotta, you have to take that into account. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and the same thing with Goldberg whenever he comes in. <laughs> in anywho, before we talk Am about the follow Rumble, him through the back. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Before we talk about the Royal Rumble, uh, let's 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 move forward to another match. We have the Kevin Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship match with Chris Jericho being in the Shark Tank. Okay, so, <laughs> so hold on. Can I can I introduce you, please? Hello. Now, yeah, Ro- Roman Reigns' boyfriend. Go ahead. D Wayne. D Reigns. Hey, look. Roman Reigns is gonna walk out with the title. It's it's just that obvious. Um, sorry, Kev, you, you had your time. Pleasant, well, you just didn't get to shine like Chris Jericho did. But I mean, hey, Roman Reigns for the win. Do you go into WrestleMania with the title? So if he wins, right, isn't he in the Royal Rumble too? Ooh, Roman Reigns. Yeah, he'll be replaced. And, and that's yeah. happened before where a title change and he'll be replaced. Like, for example, think about CM Punk. CM Punk lost to The Rock and then he crumbled <laughs> that same night. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what to think here, actually. So I'd be curious to hear what everybody else says so I could snag one of you, you guys' ideas. Start off with, uh, let's start off with David on this one real quick. What, 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 do, you, what do you have of this match? Considering they just changed it to a notice qualification – now I feel like it's one of those cases where uh, Roman Reigns is going to win via disqualification. Owen keeps the title. You know, it, I, I forgot where I read it, read, if it was a Twitter or something. But now, uh, you know, Chris Jericho can keep something in his trunks, drop it down from the cage to uh, Owens. There, there's something that's going to happen that's going to take, uh, take care of that. Wait, hold on. I'm confused myself. It's no DQ. So... Uh, Owens is going to win by cheating mm-hmm. and keep the title. So it's no disqualification. 
So he's going to be able to do, Chris Jericho can still act from the cage. Yeah, I understand. Here's the thing. I think it's going to actually, Chris Jericho, if that something drops from the cage, I think that Roman Reigns is going to get it. And that's going to start the KO versus Chris Jericho feud. Agreed. I, I agree. It's a great point. Mm-hmm. Somebody else? Well, I have to say, I'm actually not looking forward to this match at all. I think of all the matches at the Royal Rumble, this is the match I'm looking forward to the least. And that is not a shot necessarily at the people in this match because I think Jericho has been the MVP of WWE for a while. KO has been great and, you know, um, Roman's been Roman, right? But for I think I'm not looking forward to this match because for the last I don't know how many weeks I've had to look at that stupid shark cage on Raw (laughs) and that has turned me off to this match I don't know what it is but it has been on the stage for the last I don't know how many weeks when it hasn't been on the stage it's been in the ring people have been trapped in it and raised high in the arena and I you know what I'm just tired of looking at it and I think it has turned me off to this match we saw this match at the last raw pay-per-view I don't know why we're seeing it again and uh, I'm just looking forward to it being over now that is something I can agree with. <laughs> Straight up, it just, it just I, has too I, many moving parts. I have to say, before <laughs> before everybody even say anything, absolutely, this is the match that I look forward to the least, point blank. One because of the fact that the predictions, like Dwayne said, of Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho starting to create friction of something that's been really good. You know, I have to say. The same thing, like we talked about in the last episode, um, the Wyatt family friction, uh, you know, with Randy Orton and them, that's that's also happening too soon. I want, you know, I wanted to see that play out a little bit longer. And this is another like instance of something that I don't want to see start happening now. So I'm hoping that's not the the lane that they take. But nonetheless, I'm just not looking forward to this match pretty much at all. Anyways, I don't know. Roman being Roman, I guess, is what it is for me. <laughs> but. Who who knows? You you guys you guys love some Roman Reigns. Uh, that, mm. I, I I agree with the, the people in the match aren't going to put on a bad match. It's just no DQ with the shark cage. I, I feel like there's just so much going on with that match that in the end the first twenty minutes of that match aren't going to matter. It's all going to come down to when everything blows up. <laughs> I, I, yeah, stupid shark stupid shark cage is it is it's so dumb. He's Goddamn is so right. Every time I see it, that's why. Like, why? It's dumb. It's dumb. Uh, moving forward to the next match now. Uh, we got Charlotte Flair. <laughs> like, like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm skipping over real quick. I'm just looking over the, the card. Uh, we have AJ Styles versus John Cena, which should be a good match. Um, they they've had good matches the beginning of last year, and I expect nothing less than that on here. Um, at this point, I can care less who wins. I feel like John Cena is going to win because he's a he's more say of the high profile uh, for WrestleMania with him having a belt. Considering that my predictions on who's going to win the Rumble, so I think it only makes sense that John Cena wins here. But I'm also more intrigued to see AJ Styles and what he does moving forward. Considering that there's so much more money to be made on this guy, um, we have not got much of the club, sort of say, with him since the uh, draft and. We all know there's so much to fantasy book with him. You have your uh, TNA reincarnation matches. We have just some of these epic matches in New Japan. And there's just a lot to do here with AJ. And I think with him not having a belt, 
um, creates better avenues for him to do so because you know you can't have him face a Samoa Joe who may be called up for the belt because he just got called up. But you know to just you know to start a feud with him out of nowhere it perfectly makes sense for them to have a match. So I, I I look for John Cena to win this match and I and I think they both still have really good 2017s considering that somebody. All right, here's here's my take. Um, and I'm sorry, Dave, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I didn't realize you were going. I'm gonna be real quick. I, I feel like John Cena still needs to chase after that 16. And if he could chase after that 16, I think that 16 title win at WrestleMania, regardless if he's going to take time or not, will be more memorable for him at WrestleMania than at the Rumble. Because I think that would be a great storyline for have them rematch again and finally have Cena overcome it. And then Cena can lose it to somebody else on Tuesday on SmackDown. And then he takes his break. But I think that moment of, of him winning that, six, that 16th title will be better at Mania. So I think uh, AJ will win continue because whoever's going to run the Royal Rumble, I think it's going to be a focus of a Raw match or a Raw uh, championship match going into Mania. David? Uh, honestly, after Tuesday that with that promo, I feel like the best thing WWE could do is let AJ win that one. Because mm-hmm. with all the people that are about to come up from NXT from the Indies, uh, you know, it would give that legitimacy to "We Belong Here." But then it also comes down to at uh, at Mania: Do you want John Cena to tie the sixteenth, or do you want him to win the seventeenth and break it at WrestleMania? That's a good point. So it comes down to like, how do they want to work that? Because you still got the chamber too. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so I am trying to find something on my phone right now and i just read that the six woman tag match has been moved to the kickoff show oh wow. oh no <laughs> oh five minutes you just moved to 10 because now you're on the kickoff sorry i mean it's, th- it's still going to be a, a 15 minute book match nonetheless i mean they got two hours for three matches we already know the tag match is not going to go long let's be honest well uh, yeah, anybody yeah. else have anything on this aj styles john cena d wayne Yes, I do, and I, I have to agree with that. I think Cena has to win at the WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. The tie. Um, it's just, he just can't win it right now. I don't see the point of him winning right I feel like he does his best promo work when he chases though, instead of having it though. I mean, I think Cena, nonetheless, he handles promos really good. Um, but I, I think there's more of an intrigue from the non-casual John Cena fan when he's chasing or desire and he's a little bit off the script, you know, doing John Cena stuff. So, um, you know, I, I, I see, I see, I definitely see our point there. Okay. But moving forward so we can knock out a couple of these matches. Cause I know we're going to just stick to a quick hour show tonight. Um, Charlotte Flair and Bailey. I think a lot of people expecting Bailey to win here. I'm expecting Bailey to win here. Um, the female John Cena, obviously. Charlotte Flair has had a tremendous 2016 winning at every pay per view. Um, if you look at the New Day, who also had a really good year and never lost, um, until they eventually broke the record or milestone, sort of say, and then they then they lost. And I think that's um, Charlotte made a milestone to go undefeated in 2016. I don't know if it was a record or not, but
But I'm expecting after that, I'm expecting her to lose against Bailey. Um, and I think ultimately there's a lot of money to be made with Bailey versus uh, Sasha Banks on the biggest stage of WrestleMania. And I think for the belt only makes sense. And I think there's so much pr- promo packages and vi- video packages that could be built for it that it only makes sense that they move towards that. Charlotte's going to be fine, nonetheless. Um, woman of the year, undisputed woman of the year, no question. Everybody can agree with that. And, um, you know, I just, I just, I just think Bailey wins here for that, for those reasons. Let's start with uh, Dr. M. What is, what's your take on this match? You know, I actually think Charlotte's going to win um, at the Rumble, in part just to keep that that uh, pay-per-view win streak alive. I think they should uh, keep that going for a little yep. bit longer. I agree. And um, I think Bailey isn't going to win the title until WrestleMania. I think that's going to be her big night to win the women's title. Um, silly? Silly? Um, I, I actually think one of two things are going to happen. First of all, I agree with Dr. M. Charlotte's going to win going to happen the pep and goes to SmackDown, then uh, Charlotte is going to be the longest reigning woman champion in history by the end of 2017. If um, Charlotte, excuse me, if Oscar comes to Raw when she gets called up, I think that's the only person that can beat Charlotte because I think you have to continue Oscar's undefeated streak until Charlotte takes it from her again. Can't wait till we talk about that match. That's why I see it going. So I see Charlotte winning. And even though if you have a big, like, fatal four-way or something like that at Mania, I think Charlotte would still retain because, like Dr. M said, I think that undefeated pay-per-view streak has to continue. That's a great storyline. David, what do you have here um, for me? Uh, I'm agreeing. I think Charlotte's going to keep it here. Uh, I, I think if anybody takes it from her, it'd be at WrestleMania because that'd be the spot. No, she, she should win at WrestleMania, but I think that's also a good spot for her to lose because that's a good – you know, character development point of I had it all the way till WrestleMania. I couldn't keep it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think she went to hear the Rumble. Good point. D-Wayne, what you have? Hey, look, everybody knows Charlotte's going to win. We know that. You want to <laughs> know why? You know, want to know why we know that? Because let's, let's really think about it. They're big on Bailey. People love Bailey. What's the perfect way for Bailey to win? Not the Royal Rumble. It's at WrestleMania. So why not have Charlotte carry the title to WrestleMania where she can lose it? And I think it's, I don't think it's going to be a singles match at WrestleMania. I think it's going to be a triple threat or a fatal four-way. Because, because I don't think they want Charlotte to lose in a singles match on the biggest stage yet. I don't think they're mm. prepared for it. They want her to look strong. So the perfect way for someone to look strong is to book them in a match where there's extra pressure to Yeah. I also, I also thought she was going to say this too, but at the same time, everything that you said also applied for Sasha last year, where everybody expectations was her, for her to win, and she didn't. Exactly. So I think it's like one of those like fool me once moments, you know. <laughs> um, yep. But nonetheless, I'm still going to stick with Bailey here because I know, like, I know that I want to see NXT take over Brooklyn, Sasha versus Bailey match again, or even know that those two one on one. Are going to go on the main roster, and it at least seventy five percent of the magic that that match was as great as it was. And for the belt at WrestleMania, can be nuts. So, I mean, I, I'm totally fancy booking it so it can be that way for WrestleMania. So I, I would expect Bailey to win for that note. But also, I've been riding 
the Charlotte train all year, even when people was, you know, pro Sasha, even before I was anti Sasha. Um, and I just wouldn't be mad if she did win, but I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing something a lot better. Cause I feel like we've seen a lot from Charlotte, not all, but a lot to the point where I want to see her sizzle down just a little bit to be able to elevate a lot better going down the line. And somebody else is going to have to step up with her. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the other thing. And, and I don't think, I mean, I think the experiment of saying, hey, let's put her in a good feud or the, whatever they want to call it, the best feud ever against Sasha to try to elevate the two, but only one person rose there, if you ask me. So um, the next match, uh, we have Rick Swan and Neville for the, the Cruiserweight Championship. I have Neville winning here because he's the Cruiserweight King. End of story. Same. Same. Agreed. No, I, I I I got Neville winning, but I actually think this could be a show stealing match. Aside from, you know, like I, I, we we assume AJ Styles Cena is going to be a good match. We assume, uh, like Charlotte Flair Bailey should be a good match. But I think Rich Swan Neville is going to surprise a lot of people. I like the fact of Neville winning and taking the title everywhere. You know, <laughs> being on two hundred five live, being at the UK Championship uh, show, whatever it may be, being on Raw the next day. I, that's what I look forward to. But nonetheless, come on now. Neville was, was the man in NXT and was lost on the main roster for a while. Now he has purpose, and him as a heel is what's best for business. Give him and the belt. Him, and you know what? Him as a heel is what's best for business, which is the reason why I think he loses. I, I think there's more to tap in from... Uh, Lost at um, Royal Rumble for the title than a Neville that won. You, you know, I, go ahead, go ahead, it, anyway. Yeah, it's just so it's like he's the cruiserweight king. Well, I feel like the king will be much more angrier. You'll see a better heel if he loses than if he wins. You know, I think we all was a fan of Brian Kendrick winning the um the Cruiserweight Championship from TJP and which ultimately led to the rise of um, Rich Swan. Uh-huh. I think Neville winning becomes the rise of the one we all been waiting for in Cedric Alexander. And I think it's only uh-huh. right that, you know, the transition between heel face, heel face to elevate each talent to the point that we start seeing, um, you know, more of a show from, Somebody like Tony Neese who can go in the ring but really hasn't had the platform. And um, um, I can't think of his name right now. Um, Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak, too, is another person that I want to see, you know, given a better platform. Hopefully he gets on the UK championship uh, show. And um, I can't think of his name. Jack Gallagher and other people. But, again, I, I think that – some of these guys are only going to get chances if they're going against uh, uh, the, the top heel for the belt. I mean, other than that, some of these little mid-car shenanigans that's happening aren't so intriguing. Because the, the heels right now are just being doormats. Point blank. But here's my thing. I, I think that Cedric Alexander will be a better heel than he even sees. Oh, dude, we all know that. Uh, <laughs> we all know that. Oh, I was, I was praying. That out of that feud with him and Alicia Fox and uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Noam Scott- Dar. Yeah, Noam Dar. I was hoping that there was going to be some good to come out of that. 
Except, no, we still got crazy chick and no good of him going heel yet. But I, ooh, just so much, just so much magic in him being a heel. Go ahead, uh, so he says. He saw him in Baltimore when he fought Moose and he storytelled that thing perfectly. And even when we saw him at Nova Pro Wrestling, he was a heel in that match too. So yeah. it does it well. Yeah, absolutely. But um, nonetheless, I have never. Anybody, anybody else have anything on this match so we could get to the... Um, Take over San Antonio car real quick before we come back to the Royal Rumble. Oh, good. Hey guys, don't don't give me dead air there. <laughs> somebody say something, <laughs> I'd be like, two, somebody there." Um, um, go ahead. No, 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 we're good. We're good. Oh, okay, we're okay, good. okay. Uh, let's go down this NST takeover San Antonio car really quick. Um, the mat, the car to start off with Roger Strong versus uh, CN. As I'm always going to call him, um, at at this point, I'm not sure if, if you know if anybody's been keeping up with NST strictly. But at some point, we need to see more out of Roger Strong because we know who he is yep. and how long he's been doing it as far as his career. And it's time for him to, it's time for the second tier of of talent to be elevated. And I think that this is probably going to be a really like. Start a good starting point to see his talent. Uh, obviously, CN obviously have also is another talent as well too. Um, that you know that needs a little bit of elevation and promotion as well. He's been losing a lot of matches, short to say. But um, but uh, I have a rant real quick. It's gonna be a two minute rant. Let's take this. Off. This is the issue that <laughs> this is the issue that I have in NXT right now. The issue that I have in NXT is it's not with Triple H envision as far as being a developmental a, a developmental territory where new talent could come in and develop their skills. No. What we have is basically free agents coming in and controlling that brand. So basically let's be real, this is like a third brand that people free agents come in before they go to the main roster. They stay on there for what six months to a year, maybe a year and a half, then they go to the main roster. This is not a, this to me it's not a development territory to me no more. And I think that's the issue that I have in NXT. This is not the vision that Triple H had at first. I mean So are so are you unhappy with the with like the free agents? I think they're adding to NXT. Now I never said I was unhappy with it, but I, I, I don't, I don't see the vision that I once did. Like I just see a third brand that really is just like, okay, well, we're just gonna throw these people here because guess what? Our roster's overcrowded, and when we have people leave, we're gonna bring someone up. And that's what, it's a, it's a talent store. It's not a, really a developmental thing. Mm-hmm. I mean. I think that AJ Styles made a great point um, in a recent interview he made about NXT should not be, you know, sort of say viewed as the minor leagues, but sort of say this is the way of getting accustomed to WWE and, you know, the ropes of it. Um, there is a lot of people that put a lot of work in wrestling career and in the wrestling career, you know, 30 plus years and so on that starts at NXT. 
which, you know, you can't sort of say downplay them down as a rookie or the developmentally, but sort of say just the, this is how we do it here. You know, this is how we work our angles and, um, you know, let's build your character here. Do you want to come as your traditional self name change, all that other stuff. So I, to your point, I don't think this is what sort of say triple H in, envisioned originally, but how he's been, you know, handling it thus getting talent such as Sensuke Nakamura, who's way the bars way high with him as far as, you know, a, a talent coming over that he's handling it pretty well because these names are all household names. No matter if you know, know who they were before or not. Uh, Roger Strong's been, been in RH for a while, but you know, I see people on Twitter saying like, I never seen who I never seen this guy. And like, he doesn't, he doesn't really stand out to me and he hasn't really had any matches and I get it. I get it. That's it's nothing I can do to convince you on that. But nonetheless, you know, they're on to getting TV time more than staying up at 12 o'clock at night to catch ROH or whatever it is <laughs> in, in your respective areas. And I think you just got to give them a little bit of time because we know they have the athleticism and they can wrestle. Just, you know, just come through NXT so we can show you how it's done to eventually, you know, get put on the main roster. Hopefully creative works out right for you. As far as I'm concerned, NXT does a better job with, with, with the abundance of talent better than what Raw has with so much talent with people like Dot Them said earlier, you may see them once every three three weeks, which is a travesty, you know. But uh, nonetheless, like like the next Mac, Eric Young, Eric Young versus Ty Dillinger. We've seen Eric Young appear on NXT on and off. So we we know we know the whole deal with you know him was rumored coming from TNA to being in the stable now. Against Ty, Ty Dillinger, who was once in WWE, who's back, um, who's one of the hottest stars now. You know, nonetheless, that's a good match because you do, you really can't book this match. You're just hoping to see a good wrestling match. That's what you get with NXT. So it's mm -hmm. not so much to say, like, who's going to win here? It's just the expectations of, do we get a good match here out of these first two matches? And I think the answer is yes. I think we'll be satisfied with that, right? I agree. So... <laughs> You know, moving forward, we have a four, four, a fatal four-way um, women's match with Oscar, Nikki Cross, Billy Kay, and Peyton Roy. Now, I, we all know what Oscar can do and should do, but we look at people like Billy Kay, who should be the next tier of NXT, uh, uh, NXT woman. Who should, you know, who should carry the brand? Agreed. Because we know what she can do. But what happens here? Like you said earlier, uh, Sarah Sellers, Oscar continue her undefeated streak until the main roster. So are you cool with Oscar squashing the entire women's division besides Ember Moon right now? You got to. And, and I think strategically you're doing that, um, keeping those two away. So that way you can have that atmosphere of, man, I really wish I would see that match. Or I wonder what happened if those two were getting the ring together. So Oscar has to continue to dominate. It, 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 you just have to do it. And then when you build her up to bring her on the main roster, and like I say, put it against the Charlotte Flair, you have something epic that you can brew up. I like how they book an Oscar, and I would not be mad. Oscar wins and say, "Look, no competition for me here," and just leaves the belt. It rolls out. <laughs> That'd be good. Um, any, any other comments on that before I move forward? I mean, that, that can convince me of Oscar winning. I kind of see Nikki maybe taking it because I see Oscar and Nikki kind of face to facing like they did on Wednesday. Billy and Peyton kind of tag teaming the two of them, keeping them apart. 
and then maybe not like friction, like, oh, they're going to break apart, but have them kind of wrestle each other for a little bit. But I see Nikki just kind of coming out of nowhere. It's a fatal four-way, so it's no DQ. I see her kind of going crazy because that's how she's been booked. She is the, you know, lunatic fringe of sanity. Yeah. Uh, so I can see Nikki just kind of stealing it from somewhere. But having Asuka win and then leave because I've got nothing here, uh, that convinces me to to watch that happen. Damn. Yeah. Um, I, I know you're a big fan of um, what's Mary uh, – oh, my God, what's her name? Um, from Decay. Um, Rosemary. Rosemary. Nikki Cross brushes me the same way. And I wonder, are you a fan of her as well, if you've been keeping up with NXT? And do you have any other special remarks on how this match could be booked? I'm a big fan of Nikki Cross. And I think definitely sometime in 2017, she's going to be NXT Women's Champ. Um, And uh, like David, I actually had Nikki Cross winning this match on on Saturday. But you guys convinced me that um, maybe Asuka is going to win. I think Asuka is going to win, but I would book it in such a way that, you know, if she wins, she's going to maybe pin Peyton Royce or something, right? I wouldn't have Nikki Cross take the pin or the submission uh, because I think they need to keep her strong. And, uh, I mean, we still have to see the Asuka and Ember Moon match. Like, that still has to happen, and I would think that it's probably going to happen at the TakeOver before WrestleMania uh, to hand over hand over the, the torch to Ember Moon, and then I would go from there to an Ember Moon-Nikki Cross feud. Yeah. I, I can go either way with that as well. I, it'd be intriguing. I, I, did, I, I definitely just want to keep Asuka strong. Um, <laughs> I do, and I think Ember Moon is still the wild card in this because when you think about who's going to be Asuka, you have to think of a big name a big name sign, and Ember Moon is a big name, and they, they kept her away from her on purpose, and I think you know sort of say how finn balor was kept away from roman reigns for a little bit and then he eventually beat him i'm wondering if they're gonna you know channel that same avenue on that as well um dyi versus the authors of pain here i have dyi just because authors of pain hill tag team um coming off a really good match against tm 61 um just not yet though they're still, they're obviously they're strong physically looking and everything. So them losing doesn't really hurt their character and, you know, the, the building and, you know, the uh, Paul Ehrling uh, manager. But DY has such a good year and we're not ready to see them lose the titles yet. Um, we didn't get to see them beat um, the Revival, but maybe twice. But all down, all the NST car bookings, we they've, they've repeatedly beat them and I think we were cheated of that because th- those have been some classic matches and that's also made them look pretty strong, which I think also caters to why they should beat the authors of pain because of the resume that they've actually put up this, uh, within their title reign. So I expect them to retain here and that's about it. David. I don't follow NXT <laughs> as closely as I did a few months ago, just due to my Wednesday scheduling. Mm-hmm. What are the other big tag teams in NXT? Besides DIY revival authors of pain, uh, Demani don't. I mean TM sixty one. Um, um, sanity, I guess. Sanity, sanity yeah. So I'm thinking yeah. If, if DIY retains, you know who who is their next opponent? Versus if authors of pain win, can you drag out authors of pain DIY for a little bit longer? 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, NST hasn't had a strong tag team division in a while, so it is a bunch of redundance, and uh, we expect to see the revival called up at some point. But you know, that's why it doesn't make sense to have a title change here because you, you know, you you just keep the you keep the titles on somebody who's you know being built legitimately till they're ready to jump ship, and you just have other people who challenge them to legitimize them, you know, as a tag team, but not as like contenders, sort of say. Mm-hmm. Um, dot them. Any other comments on that? Yeah, I mean, I think DIY is going to win at TakeOver. And I, mean, I can see the feud continuing after this, actually, because I'm pretty sure at some point uh, Authors of Pain are going to get the belts because uh, I, I don't see the point of building them up the way they've done without having them have a title run at some point. So maybe at the the next TakeOver, um, Authors of Pain are fr- finally going to um, take the belts, if not sooner. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't know. I, this is one I definitely just wait to play out. I know it's going to be a good match, nonetheless. So um, I'll be I definitely be interested to see what happens there. As all NXT uh, tag team matches have been good over the last year, so <laughs> I expect to see some magic here for sure. Um, let's just get to the last match real quick, so we can get back to the rumble real quick because I know we're running out of time. Sensuke Nakamura, Bobby Roode. What happens here? Silly sellers. Start if start start me off real quick. Did I lose? <laughs> Did I? All right. All right. <laughs> What's the Marcus? Jeez. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bold prediction. I think Bobby Roode wins it. Ooh. I think uh, you have to strike while the iron is hot with him, and he's been on fire since he got to NXT. And as much as I'm a big Nakamura fan, I I don't, I don't really see where, where we go with Nakamura if he does get past Bobby Roode. I think it's time for Bobby Roode to win it. That's a great point. Um, since Nakamura losing to Samoa Joe did not even touch the stardom that that guy has. And I think Bobby Roode is another person who's obviously much more popular than Samoa Joe. Um, wouldn't hurt him at all as well, if not even make it better. I expect to see another great match. And I also think that Bobby Roode wins it here for – the big question is, what's next for Sinsuke Nakamura? Which we know that we've already conquered NXT on all levels as far as putting butts in seats, matches, title <laughs> reigns, all that. So, you know, it's about time for him to lose the belt so he can move on to better things. David, what you have for me here? No, I, I can see that too. Th- this one, I I don't know if I could call. Just This is one of those where I just want to watch it and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, e- either way, I think I'd be happy with whoever wins. Uh, I think that's a good case for Bobby Roode to win the title, but either way, I'm just I want to watch it. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. I'm going to say this. Uh, I like Bobby Roode. Me and Bobby had a thing since TNA. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's be real. Unless Nakamura is going to be a surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble the next night, I don't see him losing the title. The only, that's the only way you can take the title off Nakamura right now is if he goes to the Royal Rumble the next match. Besides that, I don't see him losing the title until it's over right before WrestleMania. So I think, I think I think only because right now it's just too much 
standpoint, you're still building storylines for WrestleMania one, two. There's too many people in the main roster right now. Three, they gotta save someone for to be that after WrestleMania. Oh, you call up to the main roster spot. spot. Mm-hmm. He would be a great surprise oh, think- in the Royal Rumble, though. I never thought of that. Yeah. Yo, D man, it sounds like you have more to say. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna take your shine. <laughs> I don't know. I have nothing else to say. I mean, he's gonna be a perfect surprise entrance or a perfect bring up to the main roster after WrestleMania. But those are your picks. And um, personally, I think he's a perfect person for after WrestleMania. Say, Sellers had to jet. Um, he said that he also had Bobby Roode winning. And since getting Nakamura to be in the Rumble, so um, who knows? I I'll be cool with it. I mean, not the let's let's not uh, let's not forget when that's about the tag team. Uh, the tag teams left in NXT, you know, slim pickings. But as far as people that can compete for the title on on championship caliber matches, we still have Hodeo Tommy who decides that he wants to be clear again to wrestle. So mm-hmm. as much as I would like to see something with him versus Sinsuke Nakamura, um, nonetheless, I just would like to see him relevant, period. Um, yeah. So go ahead. No, I was just saying I agree. Yeah. So, you know, basically, Samoa Joe is non-existent, which I'm going to definitely bring up in five <laughs> minutes. But you see how Samoa Joe disappears and the the tag, the um the championship title picture is not her and i think with a star such as sinsuke nakamura leaving or whatever it may be it's not going to be her because bobby rule will be able to you know to um carry it for a while even with him being the heel but such a lovable heel nonetheless <laughs> maybe they maybe they change him face who knows but nonetheless i think they'll be good here but um i would like to see bobby rule win here and i think that would be such a glorious moment right <laughs> <laughs> But let's talk. Let's talk about the Royal Rumble here now. Finally, 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 the whole point of us getting together <laughs> to talk about the Royal Rumble. Thirty man Royal Rumble. Thought we might have got a forty, but we got thirty. I believe, if I've counted correctly, and somebody can tell me if they've read or counted different, that there's been twenty two people announced to be in the Rumble, which makes there's eight uncounted for people here. We already assumed that we're going to have a legend, maybe a call-up, maybe an injured returning superstar, maybe a wild card signing. So I'm going to start with D-Wayne really quick, and I want you to tell me what do you expect out of this mysterious eight people that has not been announced? Uh, so we already know one of the mysterious eight. His name is Triple H. I think he's going to be <laughs> Um, do you know who I would who I want to be in the rumble? Have kind I'm trying to figure out if I heard anything from him. I haven't. It said his rehab was going well. That's Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Um, that's mine. Um. Oh wait, I have to stop you because you. I just realized you didn't ready to just take everybody's shine. <laughs> Get ready, oh, to, get ready I, to just I, I, open I, up Pandora's queue for everybody. Here's my last person, Seth Rollins. Yeah, you know, some way, somehow, 
Seth Rollins being in it has to happen and it's going to be I don't know if somebody gets injured or something but I expect to see Seth Rollins as well and I think it's going to be I, you know what would be crazy if he if he um entered with his new theme music that they've been rumoring to be around that'd be awesome well that'd be great Dr. M what you have for me here you know what uh, that just made me think uh, Seth Rollins is going to be in the Royal Rumble, and they should book him as El Luchador. <laughs> I mean, I mean, does that not have money written all over it? Yeah, <laughs> I would book him as El Luchador in the Royal Rumble, and of course, the the commentators are going to be like, "Who's this guy?" Right, <laughs> and uh, that would be so perfect for a number of reasons. But uh, I agree with D Wayne. I think uh, Finn Balor's. Uh, I hope at least, that he's going to show back up at the Rumble because that would be the perfect spot. Um, I'm trying to think of a legend because, like you said, Two Chains, there's always a legend in the Rumble, and um, they've usually been disappointing. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping that'll be different this year. Um, I don't know. Oh, I got a funny one. Ooh, David, what do, you, what, you, what do you have, David? And Marcus, by all means, when you think of somebody, just go ahead and yell it out. No, because uh, I'm thinking of NXT call-ups. I definitely see Samoa Joe in the Rumble. I am still banking on Ty Dillinger getting in number 10 or just appearing. Oh, my God. Ty uh, Dillinger at 10. But, oh, that would be great. <laughs> but my, my hope was that Rollins would get a spot in the Rumble. Sami Zayn wouldn't, which would open the door for a certain El Generico to show up <laughs> at the Rumble. <laughs> but that's not happening this time. Oh, that's uh, but I. I I can't think of a legend that would appear. Uh, I mean, I, I would think maybe it's what the thirtieth annual. Uh, maybe Jim Duggan comes out for uh, a pop. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, I, I got you guys covered. You, you guys want a legend? You guys want a legend? Let's talk about legends yes. real quick. Straight from Baltimore, Maryland. It's only right that if you got freaking Goldberg in the World Rumble, that Gilbert makes a return. <laughs> <laughs> I have Gilbert eliminating James Ellsworth out of it. How I about it, James? <laughs> that is the match. Uh, I'm sorry, James. I'm sorry, James Ellsworth is going to be in the final four. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh my goodness. But um, I um, I I've, I've said it on the last show. Finn Balor is also somebody I expect to make a return a return here. Um. I, I thought about it too. I thought it only makes sense that Triple H is in it. He won it last year. Um, his music mysteriously um, came on last week, which obviously is foreshadowing like, hey, no matter if you guys are reading Twitter and everything Seth Rollins is saying, this Triple H guy is still a thing that needs to be built going towards um, the main event. I mean, going towards WrestleMania, period. Um, um, as far as a wild card, I mean... I had to honestly say, man, when I heard the Godfather music drop a couple of years ago, <laughs> that was that was pretty that was pretty dope. So uh, I would not be mad if I seen the Godfather um, happen. I'm surprised there's been no Kurt Angle love here, no Kenny Omega love. I mean, I know a lot of rumors have debunked it, but no, this he, is the Royal Rumble, the 30th anniversary. Let's let's make some some something special happen here. No, I know earlier today, probably just a few hours ago, Kenny Omega did announce I will not be at the Rumble. Uh, a, lot of people are still say, a lot of people are still saying he's still trying to trick us, but I'm, I'm not getting my hopes up on Kenny Omega at the Rumble. I think that uh, he will not show up. He also, I mean, he definitely said that he, 
that it could not work. He said it couldn't work, but he didn't totally say it. You know, <laughs> he left it open. I think he 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 worked the question correctly. Um, to a point that if he did appear, somebody is obviously going to say, "I knew it, I knew it," <laughs> despite him saying that he wasn't. Nonetheless, so um, I'm I'm not on the Kenny Omega train here. Um, oh, you know who's going to be in the Rumble? I just thought of it. Okay, uh, Tyler Bate. Ooh. Okay. I think he's gonna be the wild card, a wild card in the Rumble match. Dude, that'd be that that would that would be cool. That'd be I cool. Wish it, I wish it would be Pete Dunn because I was, gonna, I I was just he, gonna say that. Yeah. I, yeah, I think he was the bigger star out of that tournament. Uh, it's probably gonna be Tyler Bate. Dude, how about this? Finn Balor returns. Finn Balor nephew. Um, not his nephew, um, his um protege what's his name uh oh what's his name from the uk tournament as well uh, what, i don't for, remember i cannot think i of know who you're talking about i can't think of his name okay so check this out uh somebody somebody google his name real quick for me um Judas Devlin or something? De- jordan devlin there we go jordan devlin went full-blown heel and it worked when do you think we ever see a Finn Balor to go heel at any point? And do you, you know, with the whole foreshadowing of the club eventually happening at some point, it's only going to make sense if Finn Balor definitely does it with being a heel. Wonder if we get, wonder if we get some magic between the two of them in this in the Royal Rumble. Just far, far fetched book in here, but but why not? I don't, I don't see Finn Balor going here. I see him toying the line a lot, like face heel. He's going to have some heel actions, but he's going to be a face. I think he's going to toy the line. I think the Finn Balor, if we, if Finn Balor's not Demon King, face, but he's Demon King's going to be heel. I think it's just going to toy the line a lot. I, nonetheless, though. Um, th- Point blank is uh, Dr. M made a great point. UK, the UK championship tournament, people, there should be some entrance from that tournament. And I think that's something I never thought about. Um, anybody else, anybody else shot pre- predicting that will be in the Rumble before we talk about who we think is going to win? I can't think of it. Uh, I, I wonder, it seems like every few years we have a, a woman in the Rumble, but I don't, I don't see that happening this year. Mm. I know Charlotte wants to be in it. She has voiced that opinion uh, recently. It'd be so cool if Nia Jack was uh, was in it. Obviously, that wouldn't happen. How about a return in Beth Phoenix? But I think she's pregnant, from what I've read. Um, no, no Hardy Boys love here. Nah. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Anybody else who's been kind of flying under the radar of? Hmm. Anybody from the CWC who has not? Oh, oh, oh! I I read a report too that Ryback may make an appearance here. Oh my as goodness! He's, as he's had some indie dates uh, taken off. The pre-show stopper. The, yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Well, if you think of anybody, this, like you said, this, this blurred them out. Now let's talk about winning here. Um, or do you want to go final four winning? Whatever it may be. If you got four, name out your four and your winner. If not, just name out your winner. D-Wayne, let's start with you. 
what do you have? Dang, well, I gotta go first. I mean, I'm still thinking this. this, this is <laughs> uh, all right, well, pass, skip, draw you know, two, uno, out. <laughs> I, I'm actually going to say here and say here and say, um, your final two are Braun Strowman versus The Undertaker versus The Undertaker winning. All right. That's that. You know what? That is my. That's mine. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go final four, Samoa Joe. I'm gonna go out, out on that one. Undertaker, Strowman, Ellsworth. Okay, I, think I like Ellsworth. I like your three. I definitely have Samoa Joe being a. Um, I definitely have Samoa Joe being. First of all, I have um, Brock Lesnar eliminating Goldberg, and Samoa Joe eliminating Brock Lesnar. Cause that is, you know, that's what I'm picturing down the line to eventually be a match to happen. So, um, which then will end up being leaving the final four of, you know, and I also have Braun Strowman eliminating the Big Show as well too, since they made that a thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, Doc, then what do you what you have? Uh, well, as I have maintained for many months now, James Ellsworth will be in the final four. Like, like David said, um, Braun Strowman probably Undertaker and Baron Corbin. Ooh, Baron Corbin, I like that. I want to. I, I definitely want to see a more for Baron Corbin, and I, I think this is definitely an opportunity for him as well. Um. So, with with each of you guys winners right now, what do you think is their uh, respective booking for WrestleMania? Oh, D Wayne, you didn't even give me yours. Oh, yeah, you did. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. So obviously, I like I said, I agree with D Wayne. I have the Undertaker versus John Cena for WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. And and and, and to add to that, the Undertaker is the only superstar that is not affiliated to a show, which gives him the opportunity to cut promos towards both brands at any given time. Yeah. In that case, um, I have Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at, World, at the WrestleMania, I, I can see you booking your ticket right now for that, huh? That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> David, what you have for me? Uh, I'm going to Undertaker John Cena at WrestleMania. Uh, I think that's just, it's they've got a logical way to get to it, and I think that kind of makes sense with winning. No, that that's a profile match. Will Undertaker uh, lose? Will Cena win his uh, 16th or <laughs> pass? I see that being kind of the the logical solution. The promo packages on that is this is the 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 limit is out of this world considering mm-hmm. the history of the two. So, um, Dot Dam, who do you have for me? Uh, so this is where I'm getting thrown off here because I want Undertaker to win the Royal Rumble, and I think he probably will, like you guys said. But at the same time, I don't know. I'm just not buying the Taker Cena match yet. I mean, it, I'm sure it'll draw big money. I, they just have to do a lot of work to get me interested in it. Honestly, I would much rather see Taker go against uh, somebody young to really kind of help get someone else over. Like I really liked Taker's match with Randy Orton back at whatever WrestleMania that was. I thought that was one of his best WrestleMania matches. 
And it would be great to see something like that again, where he goes against a, a brash young guy who does not care at all about respecting The Undertaker. I would love to see Taker against Baron Corbin, to be honest. Oh, I knew he was going that way with it. Mm-hmm. And But yeah, I, I think you guys are right that the, we're headed to Taker Cena at, at WrestleMania. Um, just to read off a tweet from um, Twitter real quick. Um, shout out to Jamal again. Uh, at Giant Crab, at, at Giant underscore Crab, he, um, he tweeted saying that he hope it's Braun, but probably going to be a part-timer. So that also would allude to somebody such as The Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, or, you know, returning person. So we'll definitely see there. Um, here's a wild card question. Who will have the longest entrance coming into the Royal Rumble? Well, Taker. <laughs> I, I say Taker or Goldberg, one of those two. How about Finn Balor? <laughs> the question is, like I tweeted a couple of weeks ago, the potential of all three of these guys making a long entrance. What's the likelihood that their interest is so long that another superstar enters before they get to the ring? <laughs> <laughs> um. So, okay. So you know, we covered we, we covered both shows. That's going to be down there for the weekend. Um. Let's talk a little bit about San Antonio real quick. Uh. My my first question before I let David uh you know tell us a little bit, open the floor for him. What's the chances that we attend the Royal Rumble viewing party with Alberto Del Rio and Paige at his restaurant down there? <laughs> uh, I have not been to his restaurant. Uh, I, I don't know when I'll ever make it down there. <laughs> I, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know that whole situation with him and getting, I don't know. I can assure you that there's going to be some illegal uh substances being done or so which could lead to our suspension on the podcasting for 30 days so <laughs> may not be a happy party there <laughs> we we had total divas now we have total bellas i would love to see like a three-week total del rio <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> You know, that dude's life has been pretty adventurous. Like, TMZ loves the guy. <laughs> TMZ loves the guy. Um, Dr. M, I'm, I'm, I'm giving it to you for a second. Um, Dr. M, obviously, is and, – and, and Aaron as well, too. Aaron is also – he's taking a, um, a little hiatus right now for some personal stuff. Um, what, what, do, what do you look forward to going to San Antonio? Obviously, we always talk about – eats but let's be a little bit more specific and see if david can help us out a little bit but um what are you what are you looking forward to as we get down here uh you know i've i've been to san antonio a couple times but i, I was really young so i don't remember a whole lot about it so i will say that i'm, I'm looking forward to actually getting to experience the river walk um, yeah. i've heard just lots of good things about it I, I hear it's a lot to see and do and so It'll be nice to sort of experience that as an adult. Um, particular food that you're craving? Oh, Tex-Mex all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you always set us up with some good food, man, so I'm excited. Um, the BGB crew will be down there early. I'm sorry. We'll be there Friday. Um, the other half of us will be there early Saturday. Um, we are staying at the Marriott. Um, sweets on okay. Riverwalk. Um, 
we will be attending NXT TakeOver San Antonio and the Royal Rumble. So definitely if you, you see us, we might have our shirts. So we'll, we'll be around nonetheless if you see our faces or anything. I think we will have some of our gear on or, or something, but we'll be there. So you make sure if you see us, you definitely give us a holler or, you know, we'll stand. I know some familiar faces. So if I see people, we'll definitely be um, definitely chatty. Hopefully we get ourselves to some good eats and some good drinks and stuff while we're down there. D-Wayne, uh, what, what's your expectations as we get down there? What you looking forward to? Especially you, Mr. Voyager, had had to make it known <laughs> that he had to get there a day early to get the day to get the trip started. So I'm actually since I have a lot of stuff going on, I'm actually coming in early Saturday morning. Okay. But I'm looking forward to Tex Mex drinks, time with friends, and you know, good old wrestling. Will you be carrying the big gold belt? <laughs> of course <Why> <laughs> that's silly seller's favorite question for you so i just had to do it since he was gone <laughs> uh david question to you for me as um i'm a steak lover <laughs> where can i get the best bang for your buck from a non-franchise place like not like outback but what's a good place that you think you can recommend so we can get our steak on oh honestly i'm gonna get back to you on that one I'm not a steak restaurant person. No, okay. So well, you have some I homework then. Searching. I do have some homework. I know if, if you hang around, uh, probably like within a mile or two of the Tower of the Americas, there's a lot of little places that are great for Tex-Mex, a lot of little uh, cantino-style restaurants. So if you're looking for authentic Tex-Mex, there's a lot of places just kind of, you know, in the heart of downtown, you can go anywhere. Okay. Um Get, give us a little bit about the demographics. We're standing on the uh, river walk, and obviously, you know the um, the two places that we're attending the shows at. How are we looking to get around? We have not booked the rental car. Should we, <laughs> or will Uber suffice? Because I know the river walk is some place we want to be out on feet. So no. that seemed to be that seemed to uh, you know really take away from the need of needing a rental car. But as far as us getting to both of the shows, what do you suggest there? No, uh, probably something like a, you know, little rental car ride share should be fine. Okay. Uh, you know, if you're trying to get from downtown anywhere around, traffic is pretty good because of construction. So that's always going to be an issue for us. And you know, we've been living here for about a year and a half, and there's still construction off on the highway right next to our house. Here's the question. When you talk about traffic, have you ever drove in Washington, D.C., Atlanta, or L.A.? Uh, actually, L.A. and D.C., yes. So uh, it, it is not as bad as L.A. was, and it's not as bad as D.C. was. Granted, <laughs> I didn't do the driving in D.C. It was my uncle. Okay. But, uh, but no, I mean, the traffic's not bad, mm-hmm. and especially coming from Austin, where I lived for, you know, 25 years, Austin traffic is bad. Okay. Because uh, when, we, when we went down for Dallas, we were told that it was bad traffic, and there was little hiccups, but I was like, traffic? I was like, you guys ain't never seen a day in Washington, D.C. 495 <laughs> where your commute home could typically be 30 minutes, but with traffic can take you two hours. Yet, yet, don't let it snow because you may never get home. <laughs> Just pull over and go right. to sleep. <laughs> no. no, I mean, downtown's pretty walkable, uh, but if you're going to do that, there is one rule you have to follow in San Antonio, and that is do not let them know if you're a Lakers or Heat fan. <laughs> I want to let him know I'm a Lakers fan. I'm <laughs> out. Here comes some hop on him. 
<laughs> any any team so that, that's that, won that, championship, yeah. you know. That that is the one San Antonio rule is you do not let them know you're a fan of the Lakers or the Heat. Wow, what's going on? What do you mean? You know San Antonio is a champion <laughs> town. They don't want to hear about no content other contenders, especially <laughs> though uh Cavaliers Heat fans with LeBron comments to towards Popovich. You know, you, they're not gonna <laughs> that. don't bring that down there. <laughs> Um, David, any other tips before we get out of here for the night or anything you want to plug before, um, you know, we end the show? Um, again, uh, like Marcus, Marcus only been when he was young. I've never been down there. And again, I'm just looking for a good time, some place to hang out. Obviously, we'll, you know, we're going to hang out or whatever, but just anything else that you can share with us and um, also for the fans to hear. Uh, not really. I mean, just kind of take a walk around downtown. If you get a chance, uh, take a river walk boat and take a lap around it and you know, just have a good time while you're there. Here's a, here's a here's a responsible question: Is there any just, shady areas that we should know about? <laughs> like, uh, if you went to Vegas, I would say stay on the strip. Don't go don't go off the strip or to old Vegas because you never know what you're going to get there. I mean, as for shady areas, I don't know of one particular place where it's hey, don't go there. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, just like just like any downtown, once you start getting like when you're downtown near malls or near theaters, you're good. But once you start kind of leaving that area, then be careful. Cool, that works. But I mean, it's, it's from what I've been here, it's been a safe city. Cool, cool. Dot them, D Wayne. You guys got any remarks or questions you want to plug in before we get out of here? I guess the only question I would just ask really quick is, um, what's what's the buzz like there? Are, are, do you hear a lot of people talking about the Rumble in the area yet, or is it still pretty calm? Uh, it's still pretty calm. Uh, I haven't been downtown toward the Alamo Dome uh, in a while, so I'm not sure you know what kind of uh, banners or what kind of stuff is there right now. But uh, you know, it's been it's been covered by the news uh, a few times. But overall, you know, buzz is still kind of low on it. Okay. I got a question. D Wayne, go ahead. You have any questions or comments? Um, no, not good. It's just kind of packed and look forward to it. <laughs> David, I know you said this is gonna be your first pay-per-view that you attended. Let me ask you a question. Um, from your experience of your of the city thus far and still being relatively new of the city, do you think that San Antonio can host a WrestleMania within the next few years? Mm. I think they could. I mean, I I don't know how many seats the SBC Center could fill. And I think if they did a WrestleMania, it'd be at the SBC Center just due to seating. Maybe at Alamo Dome. Uh, you know, I, th- I think they could. I think I think it's a big enough city. And it's major airport right there, just like, you no know, Dallas. Uh, I think they could. That's that, that's 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 like basically two of the um, three components. You want a major airport for access into the city. Um, and you want to make sure the venue can with, withhold the crowd, but you also want to make sure that the city is, you know, commutable. Everything's really in contact or in close range of being able to hit the different um, venues for each show. So I, def- I definitely would be curious to see, you know, especially considering that it's a warm place, which typically are where uh, Russ Manners are being held at or, or dome areas. So um, just a little quick wildcard question. Um Again, uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in tonight. Um, definitely, like I said, we'll be down there. Um, we'll we will be posting, you know, our locations as far as where we're hanging out and stuff. Anybody want to kick it with us? Talk a little bit of wrestling. Talk about anything besides wrestling, sports, or something like that. Um, it's a vacation for all of us, so we'll just be looking to unwind and have a good time. So definitely, if you're part of that 
if you have that, you know, same mindset, definitely kick it with us. Uh, David, again, make sure you plug away your um, Twitter handles and now on your contacts and anything you want to add. Yeah, Twitter at the underscore David Conrad uh, and www.vectorwrestling.com. Uh, our new wrestling or fictional wrestling podcast going to be launching in the next couple of months. Uh, but our website's up and running, so we're going there. Cool. You you would not catch us at the Aborto Del Rio viewing party because we have better <laughs> things to do. Um, and yeah. <laughs> so anyway, for the crew, this is Two Chains. We got D Wayne, Dr. M, and the Department City Sellers in the absence of Aaron. We will catch y'all and see y'all this weekend live in San Antonio, Texas for the Royal Rumble at NST Takeover San Antonio. Thanks for tuning in and make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube channel. All right, peace.